Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome back to the ninth episode of the Pure Joy podcast, a bi-weekly exploration into what brings people joy. Uh, the past few episodes, I would say like the past three episodes, in fact, have all been sort of like a family series. Uh, and this episode is... Would, would fall into that as well. We have uh, another member of... Uh, of the clan here uh, is my eldest brother, Darren. We're going to switch on over to the scene and get him introduced to you folks now. Hello. Hello, Darren. How's it going today? What's up, man? I'm all right. How you doing? <sighs> doing well. A little tired. I walked about an hour. I spent about an hour out in the rain just like walking. Uh to and from like work and okay. that was more exhausting than the work itself i would say today yeah for sure walking in the rain mm -hmm. umbrella or no umbrella uh no generally i feel like when it's a rainy day quote unquote it isn't like all that rainy but today it was like raining all day yeah. it was raining and raining and raining yeah. and so it, it just we haven't seen a i think like a deluge like this in a in a while so i wasn't expecting it yeah. i was expecting a sprinkle or for whatever sure. I also wasn't well, expecting to anti-umbrella anti anyway. I think they don't really work that well unless it's a giant umbrella and then it's kind of inconvenient. My my legs get wet as well. Right. And at that point, right. like, might as well just be wet. I have a decent jacket for the rain. Like the outside yeah. can get as wet as it wants, but the inside is fine. So it's yeah. good. I mean, and in Chicago, the rain always is coming this way. So exactly. Well, it doesn't help too much. No, 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 no. <laughs> So yeah, a little, a little tired, a little tired. You are, what, battling COVID right now? Battling the Rona, yeah, yeah. But on the back end of it, and uh, feel okay overall, all things considered, mild symptoms. So uh, lucky in that way. Yeah, yeah, this, this strain seems to have like a, a pretty high peak at the beginning of it, and then it like tapers out slowly at the end, I feel. Yeah. It's weird. It's the first time I've gotten it, though. I mean, I had avoided it for a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, I don't know. I felt like it was inevitable, but I also, I don't know. I hadn't gotten it. So I, right, right. I wasn't really expecting it. Uh, but, you know, so it goes. We were listening to this, uh, this podcast, and the, the episode was actually on. Uh, the, these these folks that call themselves super dodgers that are just like pumped about having <laughs> never gotten it through all of the different strains and they were saying yeah. that when they announced to their base and to the people that they wanted to do this episode pull on all these folks like how many people can we get that have not gotten it they got their number and before like from that time to before they put up the episode like two-thirds of those people had already had gotten it <laughs> yeah. which is just a, yeah. a, a even funnier stat to me right you know super dodge this right just a, an interesting thing i don't know it's it's dangerous still uh yeah. especially for for some but right i got lucky so you seemingly got becoming, lucky yeah becoming such a i mean i don't know it's such a prevalent part of the culture or our socio like our socio uh just status right now mm -hmm. so it's weird definitely yeah. definitely well why don't you uh why don't you introduce yourself uh to us here a little bit let us know uh who you are and uh yeah, who we're interviewing sure, today sure uh darren williams i'm your brother but you know that i am uh 
yeah, the eldest of the three brothers. And I think uh, anyone who's listened to the podcast before has seen our other brother, Casey, and then uh, my wife, Susie, was on. And uh, so I, I feel like those would be kind of tough acts to follow. But I'm an attorney by profession. And, you know, the dream for me is to uh, to be a homesteader. So I'm slowly working my way toward that. And that's uh, to some degree, I, I think that kind of started with cooking somehow. Uh, and that's kind of what I, I mean, we were going to talk today about a little bit, I think. But yeah, that's, that's kind of always like the driving force. Uh, you know, obviously one is family and two is kind of getting to that, that dream mm. of uh, owning a piece of property and kind of uh, being more self-sufficient in that way. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, interesting. I would say that a lot of it kind of runs in the the family. I would say the three of us all kind of want a similar outcome that is more about more about homesteading. Mine mine yeah. is kind of a uh, little bit more on the road uh, and less yeah. of like the creating like a, you know, a home sphere. But still, I think it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's great. We like to start each of these um, each of these episodes off with a little bit of uh, like a small joy, something that's brought you joy specifically today. So do you have something that that you found joy in, even though you've been sort of locked up in the house a bit more? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the weekends is always a time to spend with with the kids. You know, we have Nora, who's five and Marvin, who's three. So anytime I get to spend with them is a joy. But specifically today. We all finished a jigsaw puzzle together. So double joy, spending time with the kids mm-hmm. and finishing a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Was it yeah. it was it like uh was it a jigsaw puzzle of anything in particular? Yeah, it was uh so it's like a two hundred piece puzzle because Nora has been getting better at the puzzles. So yeah. it just kind of yeah. went up in the the number of pieces and it's a bunch of uh big cats all just sort of like grouped together. Okay. On each other. Yeah. Obviously, superimposed because even Nora was like, "It's weird. These cats don't live in the same environment." (laughs) Yes. So I was like, "Yeah, you're right. You're right." But uh, for purposes of the puzzle, it's pretty cool, you know. It's got like tigers and cheetahs and the lions. So all the big cat prints, sort of, uh, when you're trying to put the puzzle together. Yeah make it a little bit tricky so uh so it was fun that's fine that's fine that's fun uh it's nice to be able to find that uh even that little bit of joy getting beyond i don't know now now that like the big a big cat puzzle can be for you and as you're getting up into more pieces (laughs) now it's like okay we can do puzzles together yeah yeah i mean and 200 is like pretty tricky for her because she's she's five but she did a good job and but it's something where like it's best if we're doing it together and Marvin really was interested and really wanted to do it as well he doesn't quite grasp the concept but once we would like find pieces that would fit and then give them to him to put together so got him involved like that uh so it was fun you know something that we did a little bit on Friday a little bit yesterday and then finished it this morning so okay yeah 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 
Fantastic. I think that my small joy, while I did spend an hour walking in the rain, my shoes were coming apart. My feet were soaking wet. <laughs> by the time I got to work, and then by the time I was done with work, they were still uh, wet. And then I walked again back out into the rain because if my shoes were fucked up and then my work pants had gotten broken at work, uh, all ripped up at work. Oh no. Uh, so I was like, oh, I gotta get new clothes. And I was like right downtown where I would go shopping for those clothes anyway. And so I did, uh, but that was just another like 30 minutes of a walk in just downpour. And I went through the store okay. dripping all through and then I checked out and was like, can I change into these pants and shoes? And she said yes, and I was happy to be in dry clothes again uh, for the rest of the walk home. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a real joy, for sure. Getting out of wet shoes into something dry, mm -hmm. that's a joy. And they sure. weren't, they like, I felt a little bit of wetness in them by the time I got home, because it was still raining really hard, but it my feet, yeah. my feet felt dry, and I was so just like vibing with dry feet i was gonna say did you like ride chair back home or what so you didn't get your new shoes wet and you just went for it no i just i bought i bought like uh black shoes they have like a white the white bottom but that's gonna get yeah. there's nothing nothing they're work shoes they're gonna get dirty okay. so i ain't worried about the rain getting them uh yeah yeah cheap black I shoes i needed for work really but just being tired of having wet feet more so oh <laughs> yeah yeah they yeah. were okay for blocking out the rain yeah Good. Just okay. A little bit earlier, you had had mentioned that part of of that dream for you uh, is really what we're what we're talking about today, or at least where we're where we're starting today. Uh, so, what yeah. in life brings you pure joy? So, I thought about it a little bit, and I, you know, I think to some degree, some of my joy derives from similar things to like Casey. You know, our brother and Susie, my wife. So Casey, I think he talked about growing food and, and you know, that brings me quite a bit of joy as well. Um, and then I think Susie talked a lot of, or some about family and, you know, that's a joy bringer too. But to me, like kind of at the intersection of those things and, and just thinking about, you know, as I was getting ready for this podcast and kind of thinking about, you know, what really brings me joy, I don't get a chance to, to cook as much as I used to. Just work is... Uh, really busy and there's a lot of demands on my time for that so um, so I was cooking like last weekend uh, and, or the weekend before and just remembered how calming and like centering that is for me so yeah I, I was I think cooking is, is is a good one for me just because every time I do it it just kind of centers me uh, it just makes me feel a little more complete and uh, complete and sort of like productive. Like I've done something worthwhile and meaningful mm -hmm. um, when I like put together a meal or, um, you know, even just cook something small. So, yeah. Have you always loved cooking like throughout your life or did you begin to develop this as you got into college or got, you know, graduated yeah. college or? For sure. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think it, uh, so <laughs> it's funny, the way it really started for me cooking is, um, it was in college, but the reason I got into cooking basically was, so I didn't cook that much for myself in high school. I did a little bit, you know, like some meat and potatoes type stuff and just 
the the basics but uh when i was a kid i loved olive garden and i loved <laughs> the chicken parmesan at olive garden so when i went to college uh what i asked my mom for was the joy of cooking a cookbook yeah she always had it at our house um and i had used it a few times but you know not really delved into it too much but i, I thought you know i'm going to college i'm gonna have to cook my own food and uh, so the first thing I taught myself how to make or the, you know, was chicken Parmesan because that was my favorite thing. And yeah, I wanted to be able to make it like a restaurant made it. And so uh, that's kind of what started it, really. And then it just kind of grew from there. You know, once I had a little bit of success cooking and, you know, made some tasty meals, I just it kind of fell in love with it. And it's not just that I like it it's that it's something that there for all of us I mean we all have to eat you know multiple meals a day and so there's like a utility to it as well that also brings me joy so there's the creativity part of it but there's also like the utility aspect and both of those things I think kind of derive I derive joy from both of those like yeah cooking. but that's kind of how it started is just to to figure out how to make Olive Garden's chicken parmesan, man. <laughs> that's good taste right there. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I find it interesting that your joy of cooking kind of began around the cookbook joy of cooking. Uh, <laughs> that, and also, I did not think about the sort of uh, yeah. The pun. The pun of it. When you said it, I was like, why does that sound weird? Oh, right. Because (laughs) that's what we're talking about. But I mean, I have that same cookbook right here. I think we have it upstairs as well. I go to like, it just, I mean, from the most basic of techniques to sort of more complex recipes, you can find a lot of, you know, what you need to know about cooking in there. If you're just starting out and you're willing to read and learn and really to try because it's one of those things that you learn by doing I think for the most part you just got to give it a go mm-hmm. yeah it's still the go-to uh the joy of cooking I find uh, it on, on the pure joy podcast on the pure joy podcast while talking about your joy of cooking I find it fascinating that everyone you know the, when they're when they're talking about their their joy and at some point there's like an action an active part of it right there's there's doing this thing um and whenever people talking about that they always say you know it's not always easy at first you have to like do it time and time again you you do it you get better you fail you get better uh something along those lines and it's 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 fascinating because i think that like every every joy so far that i've found is like a work like a it's you have to put in a little bit of of work to to improve at it but as you improve you notice yourself finding more joy in it like yeah and cooking is one good observation like when you it's it's hard to challenge your or think about challenging yourself when it comes to cooking there are some very challenging things to do when it comes to cooking but it's hard to like think about challenging yourself when it comes to cooking until you open up that book open up any really any recipe book i think is a great place to start right and to find something that interests you but maybe something that you don't know a lot about uh because The kitchen, yeah, there's so much sure. there's so much to do in the kitchen. As long as you have the tools, 
you can figure yeah. it out. And if you fail, that yeah. was part of the adventure as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's a great observation that like, you know, there's a, a bit of a work aspect to it. I mean, I don't think when I started cooking, I derived as much joy from it as I do now because right. it was, I was worried about getting it wrong or, or burning something or, you know, mm-hmm. it, yeah, basically I think we're just worried about getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, I think with some repetition comes comfort and with that, you're sort of able to maybe be a bit more like meditative in it instead of, I mean, you have to be present, I think. I think that's one of the things I like about cooking. Uh, And the reason that it brings me joy is you have to kind of be like present and like give your attention to it in order for it to, in my opinion, in order for to turn out a quality dish, I mean, you have to make sure that you're you're paying attention and yeah. kind of with it. Uh, but there's like as you gain some experience cooking, and uh, you know you can you can cook by sight and by smell a little bit more instead of necessarily just following the timer blindly. Um, you know, it makes it easier to relax while you do it once you have some comfort with it. So that helps with the joy. I think, I think there are times or have been times in the past where, you know, I'm trying to get like three dishes done at once and running around like crazy in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. a little more frantic than joyful. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, even that, like with time, like the timing between, uh, like trying to do multiple dishes at once starts to come together as well. And, uh, and there's just like a sense of accomplishment, I think when you get it right. Uh, or when you like take a first bite of something, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I did that pretty well. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that's a good observation that there's some work involved and sort of as you go, you get, you, I think you can derive a little more joy as you get more comfort with something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I definitely encourage anybody to, to just start like simple you know just simple techniques like cook a chicken breast or eggs you know mm-hmm. eggs are actually a harder thing to cook so just try some different egg things they like, are yeah you said that you the beginning you said it was like a, a two-part joy you get joy in cooking but also in second part i wanted to expound upon but i'm losing it like the utility of the it? utility of it yeah yeah, yeah. so you yeah, find I mean, joy in the fact that do you think any of this joy that you find in that that like utility is that like you know that you also just enjoy doing this thing you have to do like you have to create yeah. food at some point whether you just pull it out of a package or, or whatnot well, to me, like, I think part of the, the joy is not pulling something out of a package. I think we're also disconnected from our food mm-hmm. in general that, you know, cooking it, especially cooking something like from our garden, for instance, you know, you just feel a lot more connected to your food. But mm-hmm. there's also like, and it, maybe it's just kind of my weird OCD, but like this utility in like going into the fridge and just finding what needs to be used so it doesn't die. Mm-hmm. And then like, so there's that utility of sort of like using ingredients that need to be used so that you don't waste food. And then just the utility, like of fueling your body in a mindful way. Yeah. And that, 
I think so there's like the joy of like creating something really tasty and that's like the creative part but there's also the joy of like knowing that while creating something tasty you've also you know avoided wasting food and like fueled your body in a mindful like positive way so I checked a lot of boxes yeah for sure when I think about like the utility of cooking and then there's just also just sort of the organizational part of it that I just love like the getting all the ingredients out onto the counter and like seeing all the raw ingredients and like transforming those one by one into you know the mise en place or whatever and you know putting everything in its place and getting the whole recipe prepped before you start cooking um for me I found that one it, it brings joy just the knife work and like prepping and measuring things out and kind of getting it all lined up in a neat little row mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but also it helps I think with the efficiency of of the cooking and like yeah. the end result because you have everything ready at your fingertips and like that's I think how you start to you know gain more skill and, and be able to cook more complex recipes because uh, you got everything ready to go and it's just a matter of kind of adding it at the right time and you know doing the right thing with it but uh, I used to be I would try to save time by by starting a recipe and then prepping as things were cooking I'm pretty bad at that yeah but then like once I there's always I would it would always wind up at some point in the recipe where I felt like I was scrambling mm -hmm. like oh shit I forgot that I needed to like chop this garlic like let me do that right now but like it takes a few minutes to do and a few minutes can kind of make or break you sometimes like you could so if I just like it I mean it's much more calming for me to just have everything done you know I think yeah some people may be faster at like doing it the other way but you know for me I've just kind of uh gotten to the point where I just look at the ingredient list, get it all out, prep it all how it needs to be prepped, and then go into the actual cooking of the recipe. So, Sort of like your small joy was earlier. It's like a puzzle. You like dump the puzzle <laughs> out onto your counter. You separate the edge pieces in the middle or you know by color <laughs> or whatever, and then you like yeah. get to building and get to cooking. For sure. Yeah. And just like the alchemy of cooking is, I think, at the end of the day, what really like, brings it home for me it just like fascinating taking simple ingredients and they just become greater than the sum of their parts and i don't you know i don't cook anything crazy it's all pretty simple right. type meals but just that the idea of taking raw ingredients and turning them into food mm -hmm. you know i don't know there's something almost like magical about that you know it's like a transformation of yeah uh, yeah into something that like i said greater than the, the sum of its parts and you know some of that is i think the love that you put into it as well we spent there was like we're 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 big like meat and potatoes very it's it's very easy you know uh even if yeah. it's not you know the quote-unquote potatoes it could just be meat vegetables and a salad salads often right. De decently right. healthy healthy enough 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 on the vegetables and enough on the those bits when we cook that it, it's fine it's just 
a good traditional, good, well, you know, nice tasting dinner. There was a week about mm, two weeks ago, maybe where, right before Gabe left on his most recent trip, maybe last week. We did like four nights in a row of a, just a different recipe. We like went through yeah. and tried some different things and they like they all weren't the most incredible things that I've tried. But like, I know what I would do different next time and they weren't bad. Sure. So I would want to try them again. Just like, you know, having followed the recipe that time, it was like this and i it i ate it it was great i even had yeah. had had leftovers later but next time that's another that's another right. of my favorite things right. about cooking um and i'd like to hear your thoughts on this as well is that like every time you do it and i'm me and me and gabe especially are big ones on like cooking something and then tasting it and thinking and like okay now, what would I do differently next time? Maybe there's a step in the process. Maybe I should have added the butter later. Maybe I should have yeah. let it cool. Maybe, you know, maybe there's more of this flavor it needs. And that, like, is a huge reason I love cooking is to yeah. analyze it afterwards and how I could do it better next time. Yeah, for sure. Always self-critiquing. I mean, that's, that, mm -hmm. I, it's, uh, it's good and bad, right? Like, yeah. I, always think it could have been a little bit better or almost always uh but yeah i mean i think that that is part of the joy of it as well is is that you're always learning mm -hmm. and that's the thing like when you make a recipe and you kind of taste it and think about what you would have done differently you know that's that's part of the learning process uh if, if it's a recipe that you really like and you're going to make again like a hundred percent like i'm with you on that mm -hmm. like, always thinking about little tweaks and you know, and often I think this kind of goes along with that. Like I'll, I'll find a few like core ingredients that we have uh, in the pantry or the fridge and then kind of browse some recipes and see, you know, what I, based on what we have, kind of what we might have almost enough ingredients for and then just kind of ad lib from there mm -hmm. so there's that like creativity aspect as well i don't always like go out and buy every single specialty ingredient needed for a recipe right but rather just use what we have around the house and like think of some clever subs and stuff like that sort so. of master chef it uh, yeah right right but yeah definitely look at uh look at the cooking when you're done and kind of critique it always because like for me, and this is, I think, uh, a character flaw to some degree, but it's also kind of what's driven me to be successful, I think, in general, is is that I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and I, mm -hmm. I want to go 100% in everything that I do. So I, I'm always uh, tasting a dish or a meal and thinking, like, is this restaurant quality? Like, would I pay for this? Uh, mm. you know to eat it out and not necessarily would I pay a lot for it but like would I be happy if I went out and ordered this and ordered this yeah okay that's interesting yeah. I yeah and so that's always kind of my that's my uh my barometer basically is like would I be satisfied paying uh money for this food if I went to a restaurant interesting I like yeah. that thought process I think that, that that fits very well with how I already think about my food I think that that may not be the best thought process for everyone when getting into, uh, yeah. you know, the cooking or a hobby, but I understand that. And I definitely like, yeah. like, 
And I think at the beginning, yeah. for sure, it maybe took some joy away to think of it in that way because I was always like thinking, no, <laughs> certainly <this."> not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think like over time it's become, and, you know, like I said, I, I'm not, I, I'm not making souffles or anything like that. Uh, but just, you know, simple, consistent food. And that's really at the end of the day, like not necessarily simple, but consistency is what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. You kind of go out to eat. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of at the end of the day, I think that's what I'm looking for ultimately is like a level of consistency with the cooking. And I think I've kind of reached that level to some degree. There's always, like you said, always new things to be doing and learning in the kitchen. But yeah, to have reached a level where like most of the stuff that I cook, you know, I, I wouldn't pay a lot for it because it's not like complex food, but I would go pay for it. Yeah, like good, good filling food. I yeah. I would say that that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like lost in thought now of like our dinners and like when's the last time <laughs> that I made a dinner that I would pay for and like, a, I don't yeah. know, man. Uh, it was all good and it was all filling and, uh, it was probably, probably one of those three and probably from that, that set of three where we were like, let's try to cook something. We made, you know, we made some, we've made some good food. It's just, my memory is also terrible. <laughs> Wait, so what did you cook? What was like the favorite thing that you cooked this last week of those sort of when you kind of did recipes? Um, so flavor wise, we did, Kenna brought home some, uh, squash. Uh, we've all been on this big squash kick. Casey was talking yeah. about it. Susie brought a squash in on hers and Kenna nice. brought some squash home from her trip and they Not were, squash. I don't remember, but they, they weren't like your traditional squash. They're a little bit longer. It seemed okay. they were from her uncle's garden. Um, oh, nice. cool. maybe they were traditional squash, but they were just homegrown, um, yeah. slightly different shape, but you know, similar. We gold rush squash. She says, okay. Yeah. So anyway, we, we chopped them. We did like a we looked up like a it was in a southwest stuffed squash, something like that. And we we did exactly what we talked about. We replaced some of the ingredients with ingredients we have rather than buy hamburger meat. We had steaks in the freezer. Why not use those? Um, yeah. So like, you know, we, we upgraded in some places and like, you know, just subbed out in other places. And right. that was very tasty. Like at, at the end, it was like good to sit down and cut it. And then just like it, it was just great. All the little pieces were cooked well. So it wasn't just like a mush. It was yeah. tasty. But I think I enjoyed cooking the most. We did like spaghetti and meatballs. We bought the meatballs already prepared, but I enjoyed like preparing. We used a jar of sauce, but I like spent half an hour making it better and i yeah, really yeah, enjoyed yeah, that definitely. like throwing the onions down and stirring them and watching oh, them yeah. get low and like the the like low cooking the hearty yeah. addition to cooking is always like one of my favorite bits because you it's the start of something good you know when you throw like yeah. onions and butter in the pan and then you're waiting right. or onions and oil and you're just like waiting that's like yeah one of my favorite moments okay. For sure, all you have to do to like make your house smell like you're cooking is throw some onions with some hot fat in a pan, mm -hmm. and like that smell is like just the quintessential cooking smell. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
it's uh, the ju just yeah. starting that that could be anything coming out like i could ask like hey what are you cooking and you could tell me and i would be like oh that sounds great and i would not be surprised uh yeah, i would just right. be like yes absolutely i totally that smell that sound too when the chopped veggies hit the hot oil it's like that just like yeah yeah it's absolutely a huge part of the sensory or like the sensory joy of it all this is like getting yeah. hit in that ear by that sizzle knowing that yeah. i have the, the pan at the right temperature not too hot not like yeah not too too low it's just like yeah mm, this is about yeah. to be good food <laughs> definitely yeah i feel that yeah and i mean that's kind of that's a i guess if i had to say there was like a style of cooking that you do it's just sort of comfort food, I guess. And, you know, it's just nothing see or, you know, it's just, and nothing like beautiful usually either. That's one thing that I've never really come around to, to doing in a way that I think is done well is like making the food look pretty. Like plating. Plating is like a difficult thing i mean i'm making like chili and like stews and stuff like that so there's not a lot of plating to it's do. like good hearty yeah, it tastes good it. because it's full and rich right right but even with stuff that can be plated i mean i played around with it but man it does not come naturally to me so uh that's something I, i've always thought like it would be fun to kind of take a course about like plating food i think that having having spent time in 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 michelin i think that there's the i won't say it doesn't come naturally to no one but that is it's a hard concept i enjoy doing yeah. it a lot like it's one of my favorite parts of of cooking as well is like if i have it in mind when i start right then like how am i no go going to put this food on the plate when i'm done it will help me like gear that to it yeah. but like it you know, it was like a year of working there that I was able to start doing that for myself at home because I saw all these things and I saw like if I had all these puzzle pieces, what would I do? Uh, yeah, and then from there, sure. you can say like, all right, I need a sauce. What can I do about a sauce? And you can that's the fun part about like for me in plating is that you can turn anything into a sauce anything i've made i've made a meat sauce before i didn't want to put yeah. the steak into like i didn't want to have a steak on the plate so i blended steak and i used blended steak in several spots on the plate and like nice. it wasn't don't it don't get me wrong it wasn't like stellar and like 10 stars of 10 but it was fun to experiment like all right this is steak and potatoes but it's not yeah. It's right, not. Right, right, right. Uh, it was like yeah. a biscuit with like steak sauce. It was yeah, fire. Sure. But it it was like spending all that time around it and like having other people do it around me that allowed me. So I think like a class would be a great way to go yeah. about that. There might even be some like good, maybe a master class. Uh, right. I don't know if master class right. has anything along those lines, but it could be yeah. interesting. For sure. I mean, I think definitely being exposed to it is a big, uh, a big key. It, it kind of like gives you the language for it a little bit just to have seen it, mm -hmm. you know, seen it done, played it, you know, behind the scenes and kind of seen how the chefs play with it and stuff like that. Like that's, uh, I think it just gives you some more ideas and creative juice for it. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the end, when they like, you know, they 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 tell me what everything is on the plate, and they start throwing it down, and 
over time, they're like, this is how every bit is made. If I just ask enough times and I annoy them enough, they'll tell me. And yeah. then I just know that like some of it like the, that. That's always my favorite part about like Michelin is how they like flip the table on you. They're telling you yeah. that it's this, but you in your mind can't fathom that it's that. Uh, right. And that helps me right. with plating, too, is that like what would surprise someone with spaghetti yeah. and meatballs or whatever? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, the plating is hard. I mean, I feel like I have a decent, like, artistic sense with, like, paper and pencil. I think that you would have a good eye for it. But, yeah, but, like, when it comes to, like, making a plate look pretty, (laughs) every time I try, I step back and look at it, I'm like, no. (laughs) So a lot of it for me, too, is, like, the plate itself. Like, do you, I have like three plates that over the course of working there that like someone brought in in a box and was like, Hey chef, would you use my plates? And then they left and he said, I'm not using these plates, throw them away. And I said, uh, I'll take them. And so I took a few of those nicer plates because I was like, now I can plate my main course at a family dinner or something. Definitely. Yeah. The plating, I mean, the plate itself is like the canvas Mm -hmm. so yeah and you know we have very basic dishes at home every time i try Uh, on the basic dishes i'm disappointed in my dish (laughs) (laughs) uh not necessarily gonna go out and buy some some no plate plate for home but uh but yeah i think you're right that does make a big difference kind of the vehicle yeah i mean if you find yourself near a like um like a thrift store or a pawn shop you could probably find just like an old big plate something that's different than your normal plates to to inspire might help as well so you were talking early on how the sort of the interest and the the spark of you getting started was uh cooking this chicken parmesan has that uh has that continued and also do you have any like specials that you've like developed over the course of being you know, cook in the kitchen. Yeah. A chef. Um, definitely wouldn't call myself a chef. I think just because like, and, and the way I, the reason I say that is because I think when I think of chef, I think of like the person who creates the recipes, very creative. And like, like I said, I mean, I'll add label on recipes, but I don't necessarily like make things up that often. But I do think I'm a solid cook. Okay. Like, okay. You know, like some, I'm okay on my knife work is pretty good. Like I'm okay on like technique. Like I, I usually like hit my temperature as well and like my timing and stuff like that. So that makes um, sense. But in any event, uh, so cooking chicken parm, we just don't eat as much meat as I used to eat. Mm-hmm. But it's is still a dish that I make for sure, and it is it always. It always brings me back to kind of my first apartment in college, really. Yes. Like that's where I was like trying to learn how to make this dish. And I literally made it like probably, I don't know, a dozen times before I was like, oh, this is like, I finally got it. Like, this is what it should taste like. It's a hard thing to make either, you know? It's pretty hard to screw up. I feel like, you know, having now having done it like multiple times, but there's just, like the the breading technique you know the sort of dredge drench an egg and then put in breadcrumbs like uh just kind of 
getting that right. It, it's not like super hard, but, but like to do it and feel like, I don't know, you're not like making a huge mess of things. <laughs> Refining the process. Know, so it, it took some time, but, but yeah, certainly something I still cook when we have chicken, um, you know, and I feel like spending a little more time on it. But specialties now, I mean, Susie's favorite dish is beef bourguignon. So I, um, yeah. I don't you know if it's a specialty, but it certainly is a, uh, it's, it's a time intensive recipe. It's not super difficult, but, uh, but I make, I make my own beef stock to use in the beef bourguignon. Mm, it's so good. It takes a long time as well um so if i had to pick i would say that just because Susie loves it and because it's something that takes a day or two uh usually because the stock takes you know long about half a day to make basically mm -hmm. and then uh the beef bourguignon is mostly inactive <clears throat> you know you have to prep everything you know start cooking it brown the meat really well which actually takes probably the longest part of the active cooking time. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, it's really just the work does itself, but it takes time. And it's one of those, I think that's just like the more love you're putting into it, the better it's going to taste at the end of the day too. So, um, I tried it once and Holy cow, it was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not something it's like a once or twice a year for recipe just cause it's, uh, you know, a labor of love yeah. and, um, is the other thing is like, you don't necessarily want to play it out either, but mm -hmm. like those kinds of dishes, I think to a certain kind of going back to something you said earlier are the ones that I find really bring the most joy, just something that's slow and low. And because I think there's really that element of transformation in there. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you get, you cook your, your onions and your garlic and, and stuff like that. And you, brown the meat really well and then kind of just dump some wine in there and uh you know a few other things and all of a sudden like a few three or four hours later it's like this just sensuous like i don't know umame just like punching you in the face it's like crazy to think that that all these individual things came together to make this mm -hmm. uh, so yeah i i mean don't make it a lot, but I, I guess I would say that's that's the specialty. I use uh, Julia Child's recipe, so it's uh, it's pretty good. Are you uh, are you at all a fan of like the community aspect of cooking, like cooking? with others like i'm a huge fan some of my like favorite memories uh, are of like breaking in a kitchen with folks and like getting the oven started for the first time and you know or yeah. trying out a recipe that like we don't think we're gonna be able to do but we're gonna give it a shot for sure for sure i mean i am you know it's funny these days i don't do it very much mm -hmm. i mean because <clears throat> either Susie is cooking or i'm cooking and if one of us is cooking, the other one is not because they're busy, just busy yeah. with two kids and work and everything. So, um, so I don't, we don't really do it as much as, uh, as we did in the past. And, and I don't think Susie doesn't really derive joy from cooking in the same way that I do. It's more of a, let's just do it, uh, for her. 
but but yeah i do really like cooking with people and and i think cooking around people i, I mean i'm happy to cook with people for sure but even if i'm not like i think some of my favorite like memories of like vacations like one of my i guess i'll just give an example is uh we were in california like visiting a friend and mm -hmm. i really like to if someone hosts me at their house for a vacation i like to try to cook them a meal mm. uh, and that's like my thank you to them kind of it's like and i'll you know i'll send a thank you afterwards as well but like just kind of in the moment like i like to cook because you know that's part of the joy of cooking for me as well is is giving uh that to other people and feeding other people and um you know that obviously goes to family as well like taking care of family but also taking care of friends when you're at their houses so uh we were being hosted in in california in san diego like in this absurd house house right on the beach it's like a beautiful like craftsman home mm. designed by like a frank lloyd wright uh disciple and uh i was cooking for them and i decided to make like a, a red seafood like a tomato-based seafood stew because oh, we like, right on the beach and like just cooking so even and the reason i started this is because like no one was cooking with me, but everyone was sort of just gathered around the kitchen. Yeah. And we were all just chatting, you know, while I was kind of doing my thing cooking and that sense of community around it, like really love that. And and in this in particular, you know, I was like cooking as the sun was setting over the ocean. I'm just like looking out this picture window, like while I'm cooking this seafood stew. And it was just, I don't know. I mean, it was just kind of a magical moment. Yeah. Really good. In that moment because i was on vacation i was relaxed i was doing something i love and making something for uh my my hosts yeah so, uh, so yeah i think there is the community aspect to it that i really like yeah when we moved into this house this is like the biggest kitchen i think i've ever existed in like this is meant for a kitchen both all of it yeah. it's not like dining room is meant to maybe be there it's like this is just a big kitchen and it's fantastic having so much counter space. When we first moved in, uh, Lawrence took that corner over with his computer and that uh, his stuff splayed out underneath. And so that was like his office was that back edge, which yeah. kind of cut our kitchen in half, which is was fine while they lived here. But now that they've moved out and we've repurposed that into like keeping our book or our like cookbooks, we've brought up. Yeah chairs to sit at the bar now it's just like a community space and there can be mornings too where i'll like come upstairs and someone will be sitting at the counter and that's nice to see it's like the yeah. like it's all being used as community space now i feel it and i see it and i like someone can be cooking and someone can sit on the counter and hang out and grab a second chopping you know cutting board out and help for a second and then wash yeah. that up and continue watching yeah. or help or or whatever it's just it's just it's so lovely being able to just like exist in that you know in, in that in that sort of environment where you can yeah i can sure. step I away and like, someone can pick up a, a thing and, and continue the the motions i was doing yeah definitely i think that's a it kind of brings me to something like a point or not necessarily a point but like something I wanted to mention about just why I, I don't know I just love being in the kitchen because to me it's like the heart of the home I mean 
it's like and I think it goes back to just everyone has to eat. So like, it just seems like there's, that's always like the center of activity. It's, you know, you gotta not only obviously, I think, and then another thing I think is if you are going to find joy in cooking, you also have to find a way to find some joy in the cleaning part of it because there's no, and this is something that I always laugh about when I think about like recipes and sort of uh, the time that they give for like, this is how long this recipe is going to take. It's prep time, active time, and that's the time they give you for cooking. Mm-hmm. They never build in cleaning time. No, certainly not. And that's, you know, I mean, you have to always clean, be clean as you go and, uh, you know, clean afterwards. But I think you have to find some catharsis in like sort of washing dishes as well uh, you know to to find joy in cooking because otherwise i think there might be a level of stress like sort of uh making all these dishes and then dreading having to clean them afterwards yeah i've i've always sort of set myself up in the in the role of being the dishes like you know everyone's got kind of assigned chores that they just like follow a little bit easier uh in in like a you know in in our group setting it's like someone prefers to sweep someone prefers to do this i've always taken dishes and that's always been fine with people a lot of people just don't like to do dishes uh so oftentimes unless it's like a me dish and i'm like really the the captain behind the cooking ship right now uh oftentimes i'll like step out and let other people do these like most active portions of it because i know that your boy is going to be the one uh at the sink (laughs) later which is fine for me yeah we all took part in making this cake i just cleaned up after everyone so i can still eat the cake yeah it's never bothered me really that much and to me like i think some of the sense of like accomplishment doesn't come until the kitchen is clean afterwards Mm -hmm. like you it's a matter of like starting with a clean kitchen then all these raw ingredients those turn into something completely better than the raw ingredients and then you put the kitchen back in the order that it was when you started and you never even knew anything happened such a sense of calm to that yeah and i think part of it just kind of thinking about off the cuff now it's just the level of control that i feel like i can exercise over it Mm -hmm. and there's just so few things that are truly within our control um you know in life right and so uh so i think that's part of what i like about it you know i'm in control of the kitchen i'm in control of food and sort of in control of putting everything back in order as well Mm -hmm. and i can do that and like there's a there's a uh, kind of a, a more clear boundary around it than most things in life because most things are super messy and you try to put order to them and it doesn't necessarily work. So uh, I think cooking for me like is a, a space where there is some order and some control or at least the illusion of it so that you know it's very uh, calming uh, for that reason as well. Yeah, I I, th- I think that I mean that that that's a great point to make is that oftentimes when we try to assert control over different you know aspects in our life that that is when chaos reigns free. Uh, but yeah, cooking sure. is not really like 
there's been times where something has gone wrong in a dish and I like I can't oh, yeah. point to where and I like and I hate that because I always break down what went wrong and how I can do better next time. It's like when I fail and when I succeed, I do those things yep. when I fail and I can't break down why I failed it. I I just like it's almost like anxiety, like I get anxious <laughs> right. because like right. I, I just can't grasp why I failed. Yeah, I get that. And I cooking that. is very, very rarely that. Generally, I know like, oh, heat was too high. Even if it's down to that, like you can figure that out. Like heat was too high. I burned it. I shouldn't have, you know, boil it that long or whatever, whatever it be. Yeah. Uh, you can point to why. Every now and then there's something where you're like, I, I did the same thing I always do and it burned. Maybe the, you know, I can't point. Yeah. I can't point to why. Um, yeah. But yeah. yes, cooking is nice in that aspect is that you generally don't get caught up in the chaos of like, why is this going wrong? Yeah. Do you think that any of your we've been talking about how the home you you, you mentioned how the home is like the heart of 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 your house of your like ideal yeah. home um do you think that any of that comes you and i and, and casey have always been have like these large family events uh we you know don't necessarily do them yearly now but yeah that's where we all you know our, our roots are in these like big large family events 20 to 40 people from the family coming in and out of the house someone is always in the midst of cooking and someone is always in the midst of eating yeah do you think yeah. that that's kind of playing over into like your views on the on the kitchen yeah yeah i think so i mean definitely it's always been yeah i mean it, people gather around food right so that's right. part of that joy and, and to your point like the community of it and and yeah i think if i think about it consciously i don't know you know i don't think there's like a conscious uh aspect of of that kind of playing in but i just it's hard to imagine that it doesn't right right i guess so sort of experience didn't kind of shape my view on that and kind of my desire to to be the giver in that um in that context of you know i love i love hosting you know and mm -hmm. i think some of that comes from just these big family events and it's funny because um this kind of makes me think yeah that probably does play a lot into it is that at our family events it's always like you said someone's always cooking someone's always eating it's not necessarily like someone's cooking and then everyone sits down right at the table to like eat a meal it's right like you're in and out and you kind of everyone's on the fly and you're forming different groups as you go to you know catch up with different people and that's how generally i think when we host people how it goes i mean we'll say hey food's ready it's time to eat but it's not like everyone sits down around the table it's like it's more of a free-flowing kind of thing and uh i think yeah, probably the reason that that feels so comfortable to me is because that's how um, it always was at our kind of big family gatherings. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, kind of now that you mention it, yeah, I think it definitely plays in. I think that I've I've also had a realization during that is that like those that has probably played a big factor in why I enjoy being a host of parties yeah. so much is because like yeah. 
I enjoy being in control, being there and being like, I love, I love, I love big gatherings. It feels great to be like, realize that you're a part of a bigger community than you generally think about. Uh, I think it always feels like strengthening or like bolstering, but it's always chaotic, I feel. And if it's not my home and I'm not in control of the bits, then I feel even like it's a little bit more chaotic than it oh, yeah. maybe is. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. given me a joy of being a host because now I can be in control of the things that I could not the before. That you want to be in control of, right? Like the things that that give you anxiety about like being at someone else's house or, or not having control over them. Like you can control those things mm-hmm. in your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have 100% with you on that. Um, it's funny. I mean, I think that's what a lot of, uh, in my experience, at least like personally, I think a lot of my, like when I'm feeling anxious about something or, or getting that sense of anxiety, what it comes down to is like the level of control. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have, uh, that level of control that I want and that kind of, uh, breeds anxiety. And so, um, it's just, it's funny how that's come up multiple times just because I think like on a more like overarching point of view I think that's but it's my experience and I I would guess that that's kind of a common experience of you know the human experience Mm -hmm. or the human condition is like so a lot of our anxieties I think come from just not being in control and uh the way to address it for me is just if it's if it's not within my control you know kind of letting it go a little bit mm-hmm. and re- realizing that and, and kind of acknowledging that and sort of being present with it you know yeah and and so it's funny that yeah i think that that's why some of the cooking and the hosting you know mm-hmm. you have more control and that's why it's so nice because it's just a rare thing i think you know we we fool ourselves into thinking that we have control over much more than we do yep yeah yeah i was gonna ask you uh did we ever so when casey and i used to live together we would play uh chopped we would just you know know yeah 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 okay so yeah did we ever play i don't know if i think we did actually we did when you guys i came up to visit it was the first time uh yeah we were going to second city right yeah it was that time it was that apartment higher up it was not the yeah not the like wider one with the pool table but it was a little higher up um i think we played second city in or second city we played uh chopped in that kitchen tiny you know tiny apartment kitchen but i think you're right we each chose a course and then made sure that they had the (laughs) the support they needed to make their dish because (laughs) can't get more than one cook in that kitchen no yeah that was a good apartment though yeah but yeah so that's fun i mean that's another i think it just made me think of it when you were talking about like community and cooking together that that was always a lot of fun to kind of play that and uh it really it's really hard (laughs) i mean we always gave ourselves 10 more minutes right because like in the show they have 20 minutes for an app and 30 for a main i think we did 30 and 40 but it's still tough and uh you know we would throw curveballs in the in the mystery ingredient boxes as well but man it, it's so fun because like you're all in it together sometimes the dishes are horrible 
most of the times they're mediocre, but like two or three times I had something where I was like, holy shit. <laughs> amazing. Like, how did you pull this off? So, uh, so it's kind of fun. You should do it with your roomies at some point. I really want to do, I really want to do like, we grab a protein because we have, um, the, we have a couple grocery stores a few blocks away. So I want to do like grab yeah. a protein from the grocery store. And then what I mostly want to do is, is do like, a you know, I, I can't remember what it's called. It might be it might be a part of the chopped thing where rather than getting the basket of, it, of ingredients, they run uh, and they have, I don't know, maybe X amount of time to pull from a specific pantry. It's not chopped, but yeah. there's like another kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have this Clybourne 7-Eleven market next door, and I want to do like yeah. only ingredients from the Clybo. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, would be very awesome. fun. Yeah, 10 minutes sure. to get anything you want from there we could get cooking wine that's a start no yeah. nothing legit though that's the hard part is that you can't get an onion <laughs> you can't get like right. meat you have to figure out how to make like out of crackers and and peanut butter and whatever yeah yeah that would be tough that would be tough mm -hmm. sure. mm -hmm. i mean they always have like no not on that one you're right yeah there's just like one pantry run and they have to be okay with whatever they grab yeah 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 <laughs> uh that would be tough oh man uh it's yeah, <laughs> kind of a, a fun twist on it yeah it could be it's just so, something i think would be interesting uh, a fun way to go about it i'm just also scared of just wasting food like i don't want it to come out right so mm -hmm. bad that i just feel like i've thrown food in the trash for no reason definitely definitely but, yeah i've never i think maybe only once or twice playing chopped it was like inedible right know? right <laughs> Most of the time, you can it's 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 edible and and you eat it and, <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's it's just fun. Sort of yeah, you gotta you gotta enjoy the process. I think like that's part of it. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's definitely part of 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 playing games like that. And it's also just like part of cooking. Like you have to enjoy the ride. You have to enjoy the prepping of the ingredients and the things if you're gonna love cooking because it's all part of it. Yeah. Um and. Sure. To a lesser extent, at least be able to not despise doing the cleanup work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't yeah, love yeah. cleaning up, but I do. The more I do it, the more I love seeing a clean kitchen, both yeah. at night and in the morning when I wake up, knowing that I don't now have to clean the kitchen. It's taken yeah, me a while to get out of. Like there's, there's something meditative to some degree about doing the dishes for me, but but really the most enjoyable part is when it's done. It's yeah. like one of those things that I don't love it while I'm doing it, I don't hate it, <clears throat> but when I'm done, like that finished product is like, like that's where the joy comes from. Just like sort of making it look like nothing ever happened in the kitchen, but really some magic has happened. Like you transformed something. So are there any uh, any anything that you've thought about uh, on this topic of cooking and and being in the kitchen that we, you know, haven't broached on today that you were you were thinking about as like part of your joy of this subject? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, the biggest joy comes from cooking food that I have grown. So there is like just an added element when 
not only are you transforming a raw ingredient into, you know, something else, but you're growing that raw ingredient, going out into your backyard and cutting it off the plant and then bringing it inside and turning it into something else. Like that just like takes it one level further for me. And like, that's ultimately, I don't know. I just feel like our society as a whole has just gotten so far away from our food. I mean, like just knowing where it comes from or, you know, how to, how to grow it. I mean, we're so, and I mean, I'm no different, but so reliant on just the chain of supply. It's true. Like, you know, knowing that or sort of being reliant on going to the grocery store and there being food there. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's kind of a precarious thing at the end of the day. Like it doesn't seem like it because it's, you know, always been there, but I think some of the most recent, you know, issues with the supply chain with COVID have kind of shown some of the fragility. Of yeah. It. And so there's also just like this sense of extra sense of like security mm-hmm. and comfort, like knowing that I grew the food that I'm eating. From seed well. to nutrition. From seed to nutrition. That's right. That's right. But I would just say, I would just encourage anyone, you know, who is listening, who is like, how could you possibly enjoy cooking uh, to just kind of, I don't know, if you haven't tried it, give it a try, you know, and and just start with something simple, like, like, uh, for me, it worked. And so I guess that's why I would suggest it, a recipe that you like, you know, Mm -hmm. at, at a at a restaurant find something like that to try to cook and and just let it rip and just enjoy the process the failure too because that's part of it and certainly i've never never had a failure in the kitchen that i didn't learn from so uh there's you know the kind of i think the joy of learning as well as part of the joy of cooking because there's and it's just one of those things where there's always, and I guess anything is like this really, if you really go down the rabbit hole with it, but there's always something to learn. You can never know everything there is to know it's true. about cooking. Those kinds of things are, are my favorite things, you know, that you, something that you can learn about your whole life and not, and still not know it all. And maybe that's everything. I, but, I mean, uh, that's, you know, we talk about that. I think if probably probably every every episode and and that is that like the more that you do something and the better that you get at a thing the more joy it's easy to find in it that doesn't necessarily mean that like if i were to bring you know you onto this podcast that you would say that 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 thing is your joy but you can find joy in it yeah anything is approachable all you have to do is get out there and try i think that some you know some some subjects are harder to approach than other subjects i would say that some of some of the harder ones to begin and to 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 kind of start from scratch on that we've talked about on the podcast would be cooking and and then maybe cases of like planting um yeah uh and that's just because like you know you're taking things and and creating something different entirely out of them to yeah. start as like i guess from the hobby approach i don't want to say that about all of our subjects but from right, like the right. the hobby approach it seems that 
they may, may be some of the more difficult to approach ones. But as with all of them doing so, I like that suggestion, finding a, a, a restaurant's food that you're like, this is something that I enjoy at X restaurant and just finding a recipe to something similar and give it yeah. a shot. How can I make it taste the same? How can I make it taste similar? What are those flavors? Yeah. Maybe maybe there's something in there that you like that you could put into another dish and now enjoy that dish as much. Yeah, it's a good point that like it can be feel unapproachable sometimes, but I think it's like anything. There's like so much to know and so much to do. It's like, where do I start? But like anything, somewhere, you just have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So even if it's, you know, even if you feel like, well, I can't like pick a recipe and, you know, I can't start to make like this steak Bernays that I love at this French restaurant. How will I ever make a dequise? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, start super simple. <laughs> like if you've never like cut an onion, look up the right way to cut an onion mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, practice that. You know, I, I to me, what, there's a lot of like calming value to the knife work mm -hmm. and just kind of chopping things up yeah and then from you know hole into so yeah just uh start just pick something small if uh, if picking a recipe seems too daunting but it's like anything you gotta if you want to do it you just have to do it you gotta learn by doing you just gotta do it well I think that we're approaching a, a an end point here. Anything on this subject that you? Uh, yeah, I think I we think even so. already already did that bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I will say that uh, you know I've been mostly talking about cooking and not baking. You know, I like to bake as well, but to me that's a whole nother thing. And so I'll leave that to someone else to to on your podcast. Uh, I don't okay. bake a lot, but I I have enjoyed it. Yeah, um, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I started making my own bread, mm. which was pretty awesome. Uh, and, you know, a few loaves turned out pretty well. Some did not. But to me, that's a completely different beast. There's a lot more flexibility in cooking. And uh, certainly, you know, it's not to say that <clears throat> baking is like a rigid thing, but um, usually a lot more precise. Baking is uh, much more precise. And uh, and scientific, really. I mean, there's a lot of chemistry involved mm -hmm. in baking uh, as well. So, uh, so I'll just say that you know, I was talking mostly about cooking and not baking. I mean, so. it's true. I will say it is. It is a fact. They are very, very different kitchen subjects. Just yeah. like different yeah. appro approaches to doing these things. For sure. And you know, the main one, of the main reasons I don't bake is because it's usually sweet. And I don't want to eat all of that sweetness. Like I do, but I don't. Like it's not good to have around the house, right? I don't. I love to. You make don't want to be tempted into it. Time, but what are we gonna do with the whole cake? You gotta give eat it. Like half of it away to the neighbors. So I don't know. I'm gonna eat yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. Well, probably easier. You got a house full of. <laughs> I I don't want to feed yeah. the kids that much. Cake. No, no. We 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 do eat it all, but we I. I've been appreciative that like when we've been making things like like Gabe made cookies and he made the right amount of cookies. Like it wasn't so <laughs> yeah, many cookies right. that we we just had to throw them away. It was like down to yeah. the last cookie. And I was like, I'll take a cookie and that'll be the last yeah. cookie. It's perfect. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that's it. You know, I think I touched on the things that bring me joy about cooking. And I hope that 
I guess my one hope would be that one person listened to this and was like, maybe I'll try cooking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a hope with uh, a lot of my stuff is that like I I come out of this thinking usually I, I hold on to a piece of all the episodes and I like think about that the fitness episode the the, the yeah. plants episode I've been much more attentive to my plants and since yeah. Susie's like thinking about my my like, you know, p- bits and pieces of my family life or where I fit into that and I'm like all these things kind of leave something with me and I do kind of want to echo that sentiment that I hope that like someone is able to find like a little bit of spark of joy of cooking or of of some of these subjects in this. Um, I totally, totally uh, echo that. For sure. Yeah. And I feel the same way about like just having listened to, uh, to a bunch of your other ones. It's just, yeah, there's always kind of uh, some thought provoking, you know, comments or, um, viewpoints on why something brings someone joy and it always it kind of gets me thinking as well like yeah I mean I bet there could be some joy in that and that might be um, sort of or maybe just a different approach to something that, yeah you know would just bring you a different level of joy but but a hundred percent yeah so, yeah well I appreciate you having me on I mean it's uh honor to be on your podcast and uh, it's kind of kind of cool to just just chat for a while. About, yeah, about cooking. I mean, not something that I talk about, I guess, that much. Do it a lot, but I don't talk about it too much. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's always interesting to like, you know. I feel like it's the more you know someone, the easier it is, I think, to get somewhere in the range of. I talk about this a lot too, like guessing someone's joy, like what they're gonna bring. I try to, I try to guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's it, it's always interesting that like no matter what I come up with, it will be presented in a way that I wasn't like expecting, or we'll talk about right. or go down a rabbit hole that I wasn't expecting, and the conversation will trail off in a totally different direction. It like. It's all it's just yeah. fascinating, like the different approaches yeah. to all these different things uh, and yours for as sure. well, like approaching this. We, we really like really broke it down and like talked about it. Was... I, I can see that. I can see that with like, even if you guess the joy, it's still you can't guess why you know, necessarily it's uh, or like how that really cool. manifests, because, you, you right. know, like I may have seen you be joyful in cooking or like understand that, like, OK, yes, you've you you find joy in cooking definitely but like you like but but like yeah exactly where where does that come from like how deep does that go and i've i've made it also my little goal almost to find a way to get my my guests in each episode to think to themselves so i've never thought of that before and that is where like that that moment like when is that gonna happen because i'm not like pushing i'm not like digging for that thing but like when it happens i'm always like oh that was the thing nice yeah yeah for sure nice anyway it was lovely having you on we're gonna do some close-up stuff here but i'm certain that we will chat soon thank you man love you absolutely love you too we'll we'll talk soon appreciate all of you for coming out and joining on this episode of the pure joy podcast this was the ninth episode of the pure joy podcast we're going to do some editing on it and have it up and ready by next sunday that was as you heard throughout the conversation my eldest brother darren and he found his joy in cooking and 
existing in the kitchen and just sort of like the organism that is the kitchen and his place in it. And I think that that is important, right? It's like finding this 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 spot in in your life where you feel at home, where you find that peace. That's another through line that we're finding throughout this. I'm, I'm trying to dig into like, you know, the essence, like what what is the essence of joy? Where do people find this? How can I tell someone what joy is and I'm starting to notice a through line of people finding peace, right? They're finding like a peace in their life. They it's it's the time that lets them space out in a way that isn't unproductive and and find the joy in that like relaxation as well as just like finding an active overt joy in it. Um it's 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 just it's 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 interesting. It's intriguing. And I'm very excited to continue down this path. Let's let's talk a little bit about dates here. The next recording of our following episode on here on Twitch on September 25th, my guest will be my friend Brian Behrens. Uh, we'll find out what brings him joy then. And you can look forward to that episode on October 2nd. Yeah, I don't know quite what his joy is, but I never know until a week before. So keep, uh, keep an ear out to the ground for info on that. But yeah. This has been a wonderful episode, a lovely talk about cooking, something that I myself do find a lot of joy in already. And as he said, baking is a totally different beast and something that, you know, is 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 tough, is is tough. But cooking and baking and, and living in the kitchen and existing in that community space is is a lovely time. And I, I appreciate all of you coming out and listening in and being a part of this with me. A few thank yous. I want to give a thank you, of course, to my partner for being wonderful and incredible. I want to give a thank you to Darren for coming out and being an incredible guest on our podcast. I also want to give a thank you to Myonize and Murda for allowing me to use their music in the intro and the outro as well as the transition bits between. I really appreciate them. If you would like to learn more about them, you can find their information down below. Uh, and other than that, I appreciate all of you coming to join us on this, the ninth episode of the Pure Joy podcast. We'll see you next time, folks. Mm -hmm.